and welcome to the Last of the Late Breakers podcast with me, Damon Grimshaw, your host. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, give me a like and a follow on uh, on my social medias, um, Last of the Late Breakers pod on Instagram and at, late, at LBreakers on Twitter. Thank you very much and enjoy the show. Right then, episode 14, the Valencia Grand Prix. Let's go. So, Moto3. The 16-year-old Sergio Garcia won his first race in Moto3 in front of his own fans in Valencia. How bloody nice is that? Um, delayed start for the race um, and a red flag after a horrible crash. Uh, it all kicked off um, before it even got going because Aaron Kennett's bike started blowing out smoke. Um, not quite sure why, um, but him and Sasaki both both crashed out um, on the wall that, um, which meant that the stewards and not stewards the officials got the marshals to do a bit of a clean up. Um, there was cement dust everywhere um, because the delay was so long. It actually allowed both riders to get. Um, but the bikes back to the grid, so they actually got, um, they actually got to the restart. She's very strange. Um, as in as it is with Moto Three, um, once the race got underway, it was drama, 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 drama. Um, we had an early crash from Jimmy Messier. Uh, he had a huge high side. Uh, it looked like he damaged his his shoulder, um, his collarbone. I'm not. Sh- there's not been any release on his on the state of him yet. Um, but I hope we hope he's okay. Uh, on the second second circle, um, a horrible horrible crash involving a couple of riders, uh, Tate, Alcoba, Yachenko, Antonelli, and Foggia. Um, which actually ended up with a bike on fire in the middle of the track. Um, it all started by Tati losing the front of his KTM, and then it just barreled a couple of bikes and bang, 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 bang. Off it went, um, and the race was red flagged. Um, when I was watching this, it scared me because because of the way it was done, it looked like the, it looked worse than it actually was. Because as far as I could see, the marshals were surrounding a body. Um, it looked pretty bad. I turned to my, my, my wife and said, this is not good. Whatever's happened here is serious. Uh, it turns out he's okay. Um, it, just a precaution because he was knocked out. He was, he was quite severely knocked out. Um, he, t- he was taken to the medical centre. Uh, it was reported as conscious. But I don't know how much truth in that. I don't know if they're doing that just to keep things ticking over. Um, but it was it was reported conscious. Um, once the race, once the re-race of the re-race started, um, it was actually Mino who got off the line well. Um, it was a uncharacteristic crash for Della Porta um, and Arbolino. Um, which saw Lee Group break away early, John McPhee. 
Um, a league group consisted of Mino, Ramirez, and Suzuki, and the race winner was so the race winner Sergio Garcia was actually sat with those guys um, behind the league group. The sort of the shock for this race was Artigas, Xavier Artigas. Remember the name, because I think he might be coming. He might come around. But we said this about Emery Can last year, but. Um, Artigas was leading the race and at one point he started to edge away in the race and on the last corner he was, he was actually leading sorry, in the, into the first part of the last lap he was actually leading um, unfortunately he ran wide um, on the point of the lap no he didn't, what am I talking about? he did, I just made that last bit up he, he led into the point of the lap, not the last lap and he actually ran wide going into the first corner, which allowed Garcia and Mino through. And them two had a bit of a ding-dong, um, and Garcia came on top. Um, Kenneth didn't do what we thought he'd do in this race. I tipped Kenneth to win this race. Um, he finished sixth. Um, unfortunately for Artigas, it could have been a bit of a dream, but it didn't quite work out that way. Um, so a rundown of the classification um, for the Moto3 race at Valencia, the 2019 Moto3 race at Valencia. So we had Sergio Garcia, the 16-year-old, taking his first win in the class aboard the Estrella Galizia bike. Um, following him up in second place was Andrea Migno, um on the Mugen bike. The Mugen Mugen team are actually stepping away from racing, which saw them to get a second place. Pretty cool. Xavier Artigas. Remember the name, because he's going to come back to haunt you. He's another bloody fast Spaniard. Bloody fast, another fast Spaniard. Um, He finished third on the junior team, the Leopard junior team, um, who he also rides a Honda. Tatsu Suzuki, fourth. Philippe Salak in fifth. Aaron Kennett in sixth. Ramirez in seventh. Celestino Vietti in eighth. Yuchenko in ninth and Agura in 10th. Um, not much to take away from this race. Um, last race of the year, it's always sad. But Motor 3 always puts on a good bit of action. Um, luckily for um, Motor 3 fans, it was a good race um, at the end of the season. So it's about in a big way. Um, Fingers crossed for some good strong testing. I probably won't. I'll I'll bring some news on testing, but I won't do an episode on the Moto Three testing because um, I don't think it, a lot of people are interested in Moto Three as much as Moto GP. So I won't go into into the detail I will with that that I will with the Moto GP. So for until until Qatar, I'm going to wave goodbye to the Moto Three boys. Um, I've had, it's been a really good season. Um, Dalaporta obviously taking the title. I thought it had gone right down to the last round, to be fair. I really did. I, I didn't expect it to be wrapped up as early as it was. A couple of mistakes from Kenet kind of give Delaporte, well, didn't give Delaporte the championship. It allowed Delaporte to take the championship a lot earlier than we thought. Um, but it was a good season. Good wins from Ramirez, from Kenet, 
from obviously Garcia, from Galaporta. You know, McPhee had a strong season. Um, the the guy who really didn't deliver what I thought he would was Kalonchu. I thought he'd have been a bit stronger than he was. Uh, I believe he hasn't got a contract for next year, uh, and he's looking at um, Super Sport, I think. Tom Booth Amos is looking for a deal for next year. It'd be nice to keep a Brit on the, in, the, in the Moto 3 class, if possible. Uh, Dalla Porter's moving up to Moto 2. Um, he's got a seat in Moto 2. There is also a seat available at Mark VDS. Da -da -da -da. So, and I believe to this, at, to this point, nobody signed that deal. I believe there's an offer for, for, for Zarco to go there. But at the moment, there's no one sitting on that bike. Um, Fanati has had a bit of an up and down season. He started quite well. No, he didn't start well. He start. He had a couple of decent results at the beginning, and then fell away. And then he's had some good results, and he's fallen away. It's been a bit up and down for uh, for uh, Fanati, but. What do you expect after last season? The way he finished last season. So, let's wrap up Moto3. Let's put them to bed till Qatar. Sleep tight, boys. And I'll see you very soon. Right then, Moto2. What a cracking race we had here. So, uh, there's a bit of a story in the Moto2 race. was It was actually shortened due to the red flag in the Moto3 race. The race was actually short in 16 laps, which made it let me feel that short, but it made it feel a bit more like a sprint race. Um, Luffy and um, Binder had a great race. Uh, Binder taking the win. Um, yeah, Binder actually spent most of the race um, behind uh, Luffy because um, them two were battling for the second place in the in the championship. Uh, Luffy actually took the lead from Jorge Martin on lap two, because um, Jorge Martin ran wide, um, and this and the uh, and and Luffy uh, ran the race right to the penultimate lap. Um, Binder kind of got his elbows out um, and fought his way um, past Luffy at, at turn eight, um, and he decided to uh, to pull the pin as we like to say in bike racing, and he won by seven tenths of a second. Um, he's excellent finish for two reasons. Um, Binder, Binder winning because he's off to MotoGP, and KTM winning their last, last Moto2 race at the moment, because they're bowing out of Moto3 and Moto2 to concentrate on the MotoGP class. Um, the great thing for um, Binder at this round, as well, was he actually he actually tied up second place in the championship, and he actually only finished three points behind Alex Marquez in the championship. I was thinking. So most of the back, well the last half of the season, um, Alex Marquez was. A race went ahead most of the season, most about the second half of the season. 
and he actually binned it in this race. He crashed out of fifth place, I think. So, um, for me, it was a. If if Binder had a started his confident his confident riding a bit earlier on, it could have had a it could have been a different season. Uh, he had a very very good last latter half of the season, should we say, for for Brad Binder. Um, Jorge Navarro um, finished third with Stefano Stefano Manzi um, finishing fourth. Um, Navarro and Manzi had a fairly good race together. Um, they had a bit of a ding dong in the last lap, but nothing really came of it. Um, great thing about great thing about Manzi was he took the best result in Moto Two for Envy Augusta with a fourth place finish. Which, dear will might sniff at, I think that's a hell of an achievement. Hell of an achievement. Uh, Jorge Martin, the poor man, um, was back in fifth place. Uh, he would have finished sixth if Marquez hadn't have binned it, but then to finish the race, you've got to finish the race. So he managed, he managed a fifth place. Jorge Martin's had a bit of a funny season. He had some good results and some shit results. Uh, but I, I think he'll be a contender next year. He's very strong, um, and he's also had some, he's had some little errors and little, he's had some bad races. So for me, he's he's my pick for next season. Uh, he's he's taking the season to learn the new Triumph setup. So fingers crossed. Um, Augusto Fernandez finishing sixth. Sevilla here, Luca Marini. Uh, G. Antonio and Sam Lowe's with his last ride aboard the Gassini before he moved to VDS. Um, the American um, Sean Dylan Kelly crashed out um, because he stood in for Aikila Krona who popped off to MotoGP for a, for, a, for a weekend. So he was replaced by the, by the Yank who unfortunately crashed. So, quick breakdown of the classification. So, running the race, uh, Brad Binder on the KTM. So, only over 16 laps um, because of it, it would have been a shortened race. Luthi, uh, second place in the Calix. Jorge Navarro in third on the speed up. Followed by Manzi, Martin, Fernandez, Virge, Marini, Fabio, Fabio Gian. G. Antonio and Sam Lowe's. Um Jake Dixon got a good result, it's worth mentioning, thirteenth place. Um he's, a, he's got a good good setup for next year. So it's he spent he spent this season learning the bikes, fingers crossed. Um Baldassare was a bit of a letdown. He rolled in his seventeenth. Um Bobet Schneider's kind of disappeared. A couple of for a couple of seasons, he's looked, uh, he's looked, he's looked like he was gonna be somewhere, somewhere near, but he just hasn't really got there. And like I say, Alex Marquez crashed, um, and so did Sean Dillon. Uh, and that wraps up Moto Two. I believe they're testing 
at Jerez uh, after the Valencia round. Uh, but uh, again, like I, like I said, with a Moto three, um, I'll wrap. I'll wrap up the the Moto three championship uh, and put it to bed for the for the foreseeable well, till till Qatar. Um, unless some news comes out, well, I'll announce. I won't announce, but I will talk about the whoever gets the VDS seat alongside Sam, because um, there's a seat there because of Alex Marquez going up to Repsol. Uh, but at the moment, there's not much else coming out of that championship. The only good thing about Moto Two at the moment is, I've having seen the test how. How the riders have performed, the Moto Two guys have performed in in the Moto GP test. It's it's good, so I'm looking forward to talking about that in a in a podcast. So I'll wrap that up and I'll move on to Moto GP. Right then, on to the big boys, Moto GP class. Um, a couple of things to mention before we get going with the big boys. Uh, Jorge Lorenzo. I've hinted at it up to this point, announced his retirement from MotoGP, um, which is, for me, personally, I find it really sad. I never, when when Lorenzo first came into the class, I didn't like him. I found him arrogant and I felt he was a bit of a knob. Um, but basically, I've always been a huge Rossi fan. And at the po- at the time, I didn't realise he was gonna destroy my idol. Um, so you know, and I, he was always a threat to him in that 2008 season. And then in 2009, he was a threat. Um, so we at, at the end of at the end of this race. Jorge Lorenzo is going to hang up his boots as a professional racer. Not a rider, as a racer. So that, reading between the lines, I see a Yamaha test ride coming on for Mr. Jorge Lorenzo after a few nice holidays. Um, Zarco was tipped to take the seat, um, but a few days after the Grand Prix, a few well, no, it wasn't a few days. It was like a day after. It was announced that Alex Marquez will sit on that Repsol next year, next season, next year. We'll call it next year. Um, which, for some people, you might think he got it because of his brother. He is the Moto Two champion, and. Mark entered the class as a Moto2 champion and he's, he's only ever sat on a Repsol. Um, it's either going to go one or two ways. It's either going to go, he's going to crash his brains out and hurt himself or he'll click with the bike and it'll be a Marquez decimation for the next 10 years. I, I'm a bit on the fence at the moment with how it'll go. I believe it'll be quick. I'm not sure if he'll be as quick as Mark. Mark does say that Alex is quicker. Alex is a lot taller than Mark, which I think might hinder him on the on the MotoGP bikes. 
But we'll see. We shall see. Sad, sad about Lorenzo. Good for Alex Marquez. Um, but we've got a good, we've got a very good looking grid for next year. Uh, we've got Ike Lacrona on the KTM. We've got Binder on the KTM. Potentially have Zarco on a Ducati. Um, the talks of him replacing Abraham. It's not been confirmed yet, but there's been a few things on Twitter about it, saying how it's a done deal. And usually when they've been denied, when it's been denied, it's usually true, because he denied it on the Wednesday, I think, or the Thursday before the race. So, at, to this point, at this point in time, it's not official, but I believe it's a done deal. Um, no talk about Ross's future at the moment. He said after the third race he was going to make a decision on the future on his future. I think the um, the Lorenzo retirement may get him thinking a bit, especially after his season because it's been it's been a pretty terrible season for Valentino. I'm not one that calling for his retirement. Because he's still, yes, he's 40 years old and he's not winning every race, but he's still there. He's still up there. So for me, I'd like to see him continue. Whether I'd like to see him continue aboard a factory Yamaha, I'm not sure if I would. I would like to see him on some... I'd like to see him try the Ducati again. It's not going to happen. It's just a pipe dream. But I would like to see it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with regards to Valentino Rossi. Um, one thing that I thought about the other day, before I get into the race um, review, was potentially in three years' time, or in two years' time, we could be looking at a grid, a MotoGP grid, without Danny Pedrosa, without... Jorge Lorenzo, without Valentino Rossi, without Cal Crutchlow, and without Andrea Dubizioso. Now, in the last 10 years, well, let's extend it to 12 years. Yeah, yeah let's go back. No, we'll call it, say 10 years. We've got 10 years. 2009. Go from 2009. So, in 2009, we had Dovi, we had Pedroza, we had Stoner, and Lorenzo, and... Rossi, Dovi not as much, but he was there. Um, so we had four aliens in the MotoGP class, and the only one left is now Valentino Rossi, and that's quite scary. When you think, when you think, Stoner and Lorenzo and Pedrosa have come in, had their careers, and retired, in the, and the, and then Rossi's still in the game. You know, it's it's incredible. It's such a it's such a feat for the guy, and I just hope he doesn't end his career finishing in tenth place and wishing he'd given up earlier. I hope he goes out on a high. I hope he goes out when he goes out. You know, in a good place. So onto the race. Um, let's get onto something exciting. So Fabio uh, Quattararo was on pole. Um, he had a hell of a pole position lap. It was a absolute stonker. Um, 
he led the first seven laps before being passed uh, by Matt Marquez. Marquez had a bit of a funny start. It was like the only race that I could, uh, I can remember this season where he's had, he's had a shit start. He literally, he, he looked like he bogged off the start. Usually, if Marquez starts in fourth, he's in first within a few corners. Um, but he wasn't in this race. Something wasn't quite right. Something wasn't quite dialed in. Um, Fabio stayed with Mark most of the race. Um, I believe he was only a second behind at the line. Um, but he never really looked to challenge him. Um, Miller put up a hell of a fight against Quattararo, um into the first corner. And he pushed... Um, he pushed Miller on. Miller actually ran wide. Um, but then he had to concede the lead to, to, to the Ducati. Um, Fabio actually got back past Miller um, after a couple of corners and he started edging away slightly. Um, with Marquez fighting his way through the grid, well not through the grid, but from, it was, it was something I had to dry a bit at the beginning. Um, so, uh, about the mid-race point, uh, Quattararo um, actually held a 7th-10th margin over um, Mark Marquez, which, what do you think, it's Mark Marquez, you think, oh, that's not a problem. But to me, it looked like Fabio was comfortable, he was enjoying himself and there was a couple of times when Mark looked a bit uh, a bit sketchy on, with his bike, he looked a bit, he didn't look too confident this weekend, there was something not quite right there for, for, the, for, that, for, the, Honda, for the Honda this week, um, but the, Mark soon found his rhythm and he was, he took he took tenths out here, tenths out there, and eventually um, he made his move uh, on the eighth lap um, of the race. At turn eleven, he squeezed, he squeezed uh, Quattararo out. When you watch it, when you watch the overtake, it was very, very clever from Mark Marquez because when Mark overtook Quattararo, he pushed Mark, he pushed Quattararo onto the rumble strips. And Mark was very clever in the fact that there's not a lot of drive on the rumble strips. So you actually saw him get a couple of back lengths immediately um, after the overtake. And Marquez was quickly up to a 6th, 10th lead um, from Quattararo, where and it kind of stagnated for a little while. It, 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 it was always, it was always pulling a, a gap on him. On it, Mark was always pulling a gap on Fabio, but it was always like he'd get a tenth here, he'd get he'd get a tenth and a half, and then Fabio would pull back half a tenth, and it would just yo-yo in a little bit. Um, and then just under ten laps to go, um, Mark has stretched it to a second, and after it went by. After it went to a second, it was like, oh, here we go again. It's the same result as what we've had all year. Um, and he actually won the race by over a second and a half. To the back end of the race, 
Um, Fabio actually come under pressure from Miller. Um, Miller was, as I said in the previous episode, Miller's really come on this season. He really has. And unfortunately for Miller, he's Ducati friend. Ducati friend was um was 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 putting up a fight for that podium. Um but he didn't get there. Um Miller managed to bag himself a podium. Again. Again another one for, for Jack Miller. What a great season he's had. So that's his fifth one of the year ahead of Dovey and um, and Rins. Um Maverick Vinales um I thought he'd be strong here because in in practice he was fast. He was super fast. As 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 he, as he is in te- in practice and testing. But he just didn't seem to have it in the race. Something wasn't quite right with um with both the factory yams. They just they just didn't seem to have the have the pace. Um if Maverick actually finished sixth. Which is a long way back for for Mav. I actually tipped him to win the race because of his um, performances in the last I don't know it was the last last half of the season really. He's he's looked strong, but he didn't really. He's something. There was something amiss. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Juan Mir finished seventh and Rossi finished eighth. So it's not a great way for the Yamaha boys to finish the season. It wraps up um it wraps up a third place in the championship for Maverick and I believe that's the first time Maverick's beaten Rossi on the Yamaha in the championship. So that's a strong point for Maverick and a shit point for Rossi because he's been beaten by his teammate again. Uh, Jorge Lorenzo rolled in in 13th place. Um, which it's not where you expect to see Jorge Lorenzo, but that's why he's retiring because he's just he's not motivated. Um, Cal and Zarco both crashed. Um, Zarco had a crash in the same corner as Lacuna and Petrucci. And if you haven't seen the footage of the Zarko backflip, I suggest you go and watch it. If you're a bit squeamish, um, I'll explain what happened. Basically, um, Zarko crashed. So he's walking as he would. You walk, you, you walk away from the bike. And La Corona's bike took his back legs and flipped him over. So when you see it on TV, it looked it looked horrible. He got he got belted from behind by a bike, and he did a, he did a blue backflip. And we all know what Zarko is like. He likes a backflip, but not this wasn't the sort of backflip that he's used to doing. But he, I, I believe he's injured. I think I think he went for some he went for some medical examinations. Potentially, they did. I think the commentary said he might have had some ligament damage, but there's been nothing there's been nothing announced. Uh, where are we? Piro failed to finish. Um, I believe he's carrying an injury, uh, and he said he couldn't hold on to the bike. So I'd rather, rather him um, turn into the pits rather than take somebody out. 
Um, so, quick rundown of the race result. So it was over 27 laps, full race distance. Uh, Marquez on the Honda uh, with 41 minute 21.4 seconds. A second back from him was Fabio Quattararo aboard the Petronas Yam. Uh, Jack Miller on the Pramac Ducati, 2.4 seconds adrift. Dovizioso, Rins, Vinales, Mir, Rossi, Espigaro, Alicia Espigaro. Then Paul Espigaro rounded out the top 10. A good finish for Tito Rabat in 11th. Sounds daft, but a good finish for Tito Rabat in 11th. Uh, Mika Calio, the Test Rider, KTM in 12th. Jorge Lorenzo, Carol Abraham and Sayerin in his final race on a MotoGP bike, rolling in 15th. We had a high attrition rate at this round. Um, a few of them were in the same corner at the same time, but not together, if you know what I mean. So we had Iannone, Morbidelli, Petrucci, Zarco, Lacrona, Crutchlow, Pirro and Bagnaia. Bagnaia actually didn't start the race. Um, he withdrew from the race due to his injuries. He's sustained in practice. Um, Petrucci, Zarco and Lacrona all went down together. Same lap, same corner. I think it turned 10, I believe, on lap 13. And Morbidelli binned it on lap 18. Ian only fell out in lap 26. And Crutchlow was lap 10. So that that wraps up the race and the season um, for MotoGP. With Marquez decimating everybody. This year, he's only finished outside the top two once. And that was a DNF in America let just think about that uh, he's only finished he's never finished third or he's never finished third or lower all season that is one hell of a achievement I'm not I, I'm not a, I'm not a Marcus fanboy but you've got to appreciate what he's done on that bike Okay, Honda built him a bike that he likes. Let's be honest, truthful about this. He's not... He's the man at Honda. But when you've only had one DNF and the rest of the races you finish first or second, that's how you end up with a 420 points in the championship. 420 points. The first person in history to break the 400 point mark. The second place man was... Lorenzo, he got 300 and odd points in 2010, I think, or 2012. So, 420 points in a season, that's not going to get beaten anytime soon. It's really not. The, the, the good thing for Marquez is Dovi is a second place man, but he's had a really, really rocky season. Like he's gone from, he won in Qatar. Uh, and it it didn't really get he he finished podium just off podium just off podium 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 and then he had a DNF in in England uh, at Silverstone and he the next round he didn't finish in the you know he's he just every every round he was losing points small small margin points every time and it really it really hurt him at the end. Luckily for the next season, we start on a we start 
we start nice. We all start on zero. So hopefully we can have a better season next season. The disappointment, the disappointing season for, for Rossi, he, never, he had three DNFs in a row. And I don't think he's ever done that in MotoGP. He started the season okay. He had an okay start to the season. He had, in the first three races, he had two podiums, I believe. So he had a decent start. A um, couple of riders that have come on towards the end. Miller and Vinales have both come strong towards the end of the season. Quattro has had a very consistent season. Um, and he's got, I think he's five, he had five podiums, I believe. Five or six podiums. So he's had a he's had a really really good season and it's he's very much a a building season for him as well. And I'll I'll go into the heavy details of the season um, in in an individual podcast. I'll use that as a filler because there's quite a few. I want to do one a week, so or at least one every two weeks um, until the season begins. So that's a, that's a lot of time to fill up. So I'll use that as a filler episode. Lots to talk about. We've got a bigger season next season as well. That's another thing that we could discuss. Um, I'd like to get people's feedback on that. What they think about um, opening up to 20 rounds next season then 21 rounds the season after. Um, I think it's Finland next year that comes into the calendar. What do people think about that? Personally, I found I thought it was strange because it's not like there's a big Finnish support. Um, but I've seen the circuit and it looks good. It looks fun. So I would like to get people's views on that. I'd like to get people's views on Alex Marquez. What what you think of Alex Marquez? I think my opinion on Alex Marquez is is a very very talented rider, but it takes a long time for him to get going. You know, he's not he's not won the Moto Three and the Moto Two Championship at the first time of asking. It's taken him four or five years to get the championship in both classes. Uh, I believe he'll never be under pressure at Honda because of what his brother's doing. As long as his brother's winning, so I'd, I'd like to get other people. I'd like to hear other people's opinions on that. Um, I'd like to hear what people have to say about Rossi, about his career, where he is in his career, what he should do. Same with Quattararo. Do people think he should stay on the Yamaha or he should look at going maybe for Ducati or Suzuki? I think he'd go well on a Suzuki, personally. I'm not sure about a, a Ducati. I'm not sure if it suits his riding style. He's got a very Jorge Lorenzo style. So I don't think that would suit him on a Ducati. But Lorenzo won on a Ducati. Let's not forget that. Once he got it dialed in, it was quick. So you can't discount these guys. Um, so that about wraps it up. There's not much to talk about. We can cry, cry over spilt milk about Lorenzo, uh, but he's decided to step away. Uh, I he'll be the first one I do podcast wise when I do a podcast about his career, because I feel like it's only it's only right. Because he's just retired and he's he's a five-time world champion. So that wraps everything up. Uh, a quick thank you for people who have listened, and if you've managed to get through all me jibber jabbering, uh, I appreciate it. I really do. I really, I really do.
thank everyone for listening to what I've got to say. Um, next episode will be a testing episode. I'll talk about testing, things I saw in testing, uh, the results of testing, and all that jibber-jabber. And then one from then onwards, I'll do the BSB podcast. Then I'll start talking about individual riders um, to fill in the season. I'll do a season review of all the classes. World Superbikes, BSB, MotoGP. I won't do, I won't go too much into detail on Supersport and that kind of thing, but I will do Moto2 and Moto3. But I'll do all that in one show with the MotoGP boys. So, thanks again. Um, enjoy your off-season. Um, I hope you watched testing. I did, and I enjoyed it. Um, thank you ever so much. And keep a pin, boys and girls. Thank you very much. Yeah.